Welcome back to another episode of the Cricket Social Podcast. I'm Akshay and with me as usual is my co-host Chanak. And I can see year to year grin on his face because his home team, rather our home team, Mumbai Indians, have just finished an amazing IPL season and we have plenty to talk about that. But before we dive into the details of the final, I think we're going to do a quick recap of the playoff games and what we saw happening in there and then I think majority of the episode we're going to spend it talking about Mumbai Indians and the Delhi final. Janak, thoughts on playoff? Uh, I would say first uh, qualifier and the eliminator. I think the results were almost certain. I mean, obviously Mumbai was going to beat Delhi, right? And they they secured a spot. And then in the eliminator, RCB SRH. I never had any trust in RCB. <laughs> Wait, so How, let's go to the first game though. Like Mumbai, uh, Delhi. Like I was pretty certain in my calculations that Mumbai is going to win, but I did not expect them to win it the way they did. Were you expecting something like that from Mumbai? I, I would think so, right? I mean, Mumbai has been on song for a long time, about basically the full season. They've never, uh, you know, showed any weakness. and with delhi coming at the back of like three or four losses they just managed to beat rcb a game before that and uh, you know get into final two so they were never high on confidence and with mumbai i always thought i mean they they are going to beat them so i'm not surprised what 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 was your uh, judgment at that time i i was honestly surprised by the way mumbai started that game especially trent bold and like i said i was fairly certain mumbai was going to win it and go directly to the finals that was never a doubt but i was just impressed by the way they won the game and i, I think that that was the confidence that they needed going into the finals for the other eliminator between rcb and srh i i am pretty much with you i never really thought rcb was going to make any headlines there i mean they did make headlines for all the wrong reasons there yeah i i, I wasn't really counting on them at that point I mean, I think around what one thirty odd uh, was the target. They they still managed to uh, you know squeeze SRH a little bit. It was not a, a you know walk in the park for them. But in the end, uh, again, I would still say RCB is not the team that you would expect to uh, you know to be champions. Uh, I but, think. In- but but wh- wh- why is that so though? Why do you think that that's the case? Well, I do, I mean, first thing I've always felt that even a mediocre team or maybe like an average team can do well if they have a good uh, captain. I don't think Virat Kohli he's a good captain, but he doesn't have to you know change the game by you know having a field placement or making a bowling change or something called gotcha. Dhoni and Sharma. He can score a big century and you know turn the game. Mm-hmm. but if that doesn't happen that means you are almost sure that the game is gone if he and ab is not performed i mean unfortunately i felt really bad for ab because like he was kind of the lone wolf out there but again there is only so much even ab can do exactly right i mean at least his 50 got them to something to you know work off yeah. and they they got maybe a couple of yeah. good wickets yeah they definitely made a game out of it towards the end but again i, I think it was yeah. just just too little uh, for a team like srl exactly Yeah, it's never it's never going to be enough, right? And then guys like Williamson, Jason Holder, they are international stars. They they won't you know slip up very often in these kind of situations. Yeah, Another lone wolf is Kane Williamson, right? I feel bad for him every time. Uh, just that 2019 World Cup that was so sad. Uh, 
right and now this so i guess yeah i, so I, I think I he, he he needs to consult like an indian pandit and do some puja or shantis because I, i don't know how long his uh, stretch of bad luck is going to continue <laughs> because like you said like 2019 world cup was heartbreaking and then this one again no fault of his unfortunately dc had a really good outing uh, yeah. in that eliminator and especially marcus stoinis i would say he kind of single handedly got dc into the finals at that point I, and th- that's the beauty of playoff i think we spoke about this when we were talking to alok in the previous episode it's like playoff is anybody's game on his day stoinis just decided to wreak havoc and srh was yeah and then even dhawan right uh, he had flopped in last two three matches but then he joined the party as well and it's always like that in t20 one or two good performers and uh, you, you can just take away the game from the opposition yeah but yeah unfortunately for srh it was only kane williams I mean Abdul Samad did give me some hope towards the end but oh, I thought right. it, it was just too much for him to do at that point. Yeah. I think yeah had Williamson been there then I think they would have pulled it off. I think that that's that was a feeling I was getting. But yeah. then Williamson got out I thought yeah for a young Samad I think that's going to be way too much. He can tonk a few sixes here and there but I don't think he has a finishing capability. Yeah. And l- let's be easy on the guy because it's just his first first series right, yeah. so uh, but yeah. i i think like considering that he he did a good job but i was most impressed in that game by natrajan and specifically his last over oh terrific oh my god i mean i i honestly was questioning that why is he even con- included in the uh, squad going to australia but you know after that over i was like maybe you know what yeah. <laughs> that, that probably looks like a right call because the way he nailed that over oh my god yeah i mean you know somebody's losses somebody's gain varun chakravarty got injured and i think natrajan fits in very well so but he's performed pretty well throughout the season right as when bhuvneshwar got injured not many people gave chance to srh that they'll come so far yep. but uh, right their bowling kind of uh, became the weak spot rashid being the only only uh, you know threat there but yeah i think natrajan just uh, Yeah I think he he's paired really up bad. really well with Sharma and they needed a death bowler and this guy coming in and nailing those six yorkers it's 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 mind blowing honestly yeah but yeah fun fact I think in the last over or the over before that I was watching and also hearing the commentary he didn't nail one yorker and the mulli kartik on air is saying how can he not nail that yorker you have to oh, practice it I, I remember that I remember that discussion but I, I remember it for a whole different reason because out of nowhere they drag ankit rajput in the conversation <laughs> and Yeah, like Bishop is just like you know what you can't expect someone like Ankit Rajput to bowl six yorkers and I was like yeah. like <laughs> leave the guy alone he has had a pretty horrible ipl and then like he's not even playing and then still you're dissing him it was yeah. just hilarious to watch but yeah coming to natrajan yeah and especially like like you said right one over before he's trying to nail it isn't working and still to have that confidence and finish the game off strong with nailing six of them is just ridiculous yeah. and especially when you have when you're bowling to someone like hetmeyer at that point right, right. because yeah. you know you miss it by lit like a tiniest of margin and he'll tonk you mm-hmm. and that, i i think like that that guy has done a fantastic job yeah i think definitely one of the finds of the ipl absolutely opinion. yeah yep and considering the young talent that was being spoken about i think we focus more on batting because i think padikal won the emerging player award this year yeah. and rituraj did impress but i think natrajan was at least for me he was kind of the player who kind sure. of yeah. snuck, snuck snuck under the radar because yeah. yeah i i honestly never took notice of him until you know that one over and 
Yeah. I think the reason he did not get it because he probably did not meet that age criteria. Well, I'm glad that whatever emerging player or not, he's still going to Australia. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be I, a really good experience for him. Sure, I think he must be feeling the same thing, right? He's flying to Australia. That's all matters. The ticket to <laughs> in- Indian side is uh, what they are all fighting for. Speaking of Indian squad, I'm honestly a little concerned about the kind of uh, form our batsmen are in. Well, the IPL was- finals kind of eased it a little but not really i'm only concerned about the fitness levels i think they'll get back in the nick uh, soon but if they are not fit then i think they're going to struggle that's that's what i'm thinking because now it's not ipl right now it's international standard and against australia you just cannot show that weakness to them but again coming coming to the point of fitness one person definitely addressed some of the concerns about his fitness rohit sharma in his not in the <laughs> finals today if you know in my fantasy league team i picked him as my captain in in that first qualifier <laughs> and he and he was I, <laughs> I remember that because I remember we were making fun of you for that. Exactly. Well, I mean, for me, he, he's like the most classy batsman, right? So I was expecting him to come back to form in these games, which he did. He did it today, right, in the final. Uh, even though if it was easy, uh, but still, he he got that knock. Maybe he made it look easy. Uh, other other batsmen might have felt the pressure. But yeah, what what was your thought on that inning? I mean, I felt like that was a really good knock considering the IPL that he has had and. Initially, he kind of accelerated, but once Surya Kumar Yadav was gone, like he kind of had to tone it down a little. And he was just, I mean, the smart thing about that inning was that he wasn't always going for shots unnecessarily. If the ball is there, he's going for it. If not, he was just happy to rotate the strike, which was, I think, the best part of that inning. I guess that's what experience kind of teaches you. Speaking of experience, I think Trent Bold banked oh, on wow. all his experience today and pretty much set the tone right from the first ball. I think so. I mean, he's been doing fabulous job throughout the season. Just swinging the ball. He's been given that role. Go and swing the ball. You get hit for boundaries. That doesn't matter. Just pick two wickets in the power play and then Bumra will take care towards the end. <laughs> That's pretty much the same. Uh, you know, their, their kind of template. For the season. It worked, especially in playoffs when it mattered. In both the games against DC, he has had a feast out there, especially against yeah. their opening lineup. Earlier, it was Shikhar Dhawan and Prithvi Shaw, and this time around, it was Toynis. I'm pretty sure he didn't expect a brute of a delivery first up in a finals game, you know, because usually you see a big game, the bowlers are trying to get their line and length right for the first couple of deliveries or warming up. But Trent Bull looked like he was all warmed up and ready to go. I'm just wondering does DC hold the record? Of the openers getting dismissed on first ball for most amount of time. What, like, <laughs> Prithvi Shaw got out at least thrice. Yeah. <laughs> Rahane also got out in that fashion. Toynes, I think one Shikhar Dhawan. I think that's way too much, right? <laughs> Directly, you, you are on the back foot. Basically, your middle order is now your opening batsman. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, that was the thing, right? Rahane is, has pretty much played as an opener for most part. He yeah. He's in within the first two or three overs. And unfortunately for him, yeah, he was just up against steaming pole today. That's the beauty or that's what MI is all about, right? They they pick players and they just start performing. Bolt was in Delhi a couple of years back and he didn't yeah. have that kind of effect. And now somebody comes to just MI and they start swinging bananas and they start picking wickets. So it's crazy. Or in case of Quinton Decock, they start hitting sixes. He was a trade from RCB. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, like if, if like teams 
at the end of the season uh, look back on their decisions of letting players go i don't know if they do it but if they do then dc and rcb are going to be repenting like no one's business right now because the two big trades that have worked in mumbai's favor were bolt and dickot i think that's the bit that mi does so well even before ipl start the kind of environment they create the kind of team they pick uh, the backups and the overall coaching i mean you know in the past i was not a big fan of having eight or nine coaches <laughs> I, right? i remember But, that like yeah, we used to make fun of it mumbai indians has a whole team supporting each player pretty much yeah, right yeah. if you have guys like john t Shane Bond, Zaid Khan, Mahela, John Wright, I don't know who else. Robinson. Then, yeah, Robinson. Uh, there's so many of them. It's always going to help a youngster. But yeah, not every team has that kind of budget to you know hire seven, eight coaches uh, every season. Yeah, so, I, I think Mumbai is just making most of the resources that they have, and it clearly shows in yeah. the trophy cabinet right now. Yeah, But, and I, I think in the end that's what matters, right? As long as they're winning trophies. Yeah, and that's what they're playing yeah. for. So, but yeah. I, I think like the one other thing I noticed with. MI is their team selection sure when you go into auction there is a strategy you know you are able to get it right some years you might not be able to but despite that year over year one thing i've seen consistent is their team selection has been on point and to highlight an example today inclusion of jayanth yadav at yeah. toss rohit sharma was like you know there is a reason why we have included him over rahul is basically rahul went for way too many runs throughout this season and second thing is that he wanted his matchup of jayanth yadav against left arm batsman which delhi had plenty of and i think yeah. he got them the crucial wicket of shikhar dhawan and i think he bowled very economical as well considering yeah. that he's bowling into the finals and that's the kind of piece that sets them apart yeah almost like they follow that man to man marking strategy right they have uh, an answer for each and every batsman each and every bowler each and every situation uh, or each and every pitch or whatever you want to call they they just have that backup or that kind of arsenal in their you know in their team I think one of the thing I like about the way Mumbai goes around picking its squad is is that they don't really rely too much on recent performances of a player. If they think that you know this matchup is going to work, that player is included in the squad. And I've seen that other way around with some some teams in IPL itself. Is they see one one player who performs very early on in the season and they just continue to pack them despite multiple failures. And I, I think that's where the decision making from Mumbai sometimes. I, I mean, it sometimes seems cold, but it works. works the key thing here is that they they do a really good job finding talent from like fringe so bumra the pandya brothers uh, nitish rana right they they get them and they build that environment around them and that's where they kind of excel pretty much like you know the india a team they are the cream players like you know under the eyes of rahul dravid they are blossoming so that's the same thing mumbai indians does really really well Yeah yeah but i think the victory after today it's kind of definitely opened up the question is mi the best t20 team going around not just ipl but all around the globe yeah the straight answer is yes five <laughs> ipl trophies uh, two champions league trophy no other team in any other leagues have done that so obviously they are the best team in my opinion and i think it all started with a change in captaincy from Sachin to uh, maybe briefly with Ponting and then finally Rohit Sharma. I I guess lot of credit should go to Rohit Sharma. I don't know what are your views on that, but captaincy makes a lot of difference. Like oh. what I said in the beginning with RCB. Yeah, I think you said it right when you said that. You know, a mediocre team can go much farther with a good captain than the other way around. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, Rohit Sharma has. 
I, I, I'm, I've been an ardent supporter that he should be leading the white ball national team as well because I think it's just something about his decision making or maybe it's his attitude. The team looks more settled with him and also when it comes to crunch situations, he has held his nerve a lot of times over and over again. Yeah. So a couple of IPL finals which went down to the wire, then this one which was kind of... You know, they kind of had the game, but they, they 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 made sure he made sure rather that you know it doesn't slip at any point. You know, so I think the, like he's a tried and tested, battle hardened captain, if you might, and th- that's the kind of leadership I think definitely makes a big difference. And honestly, I don't think going around at this point there is a better captain except for maybe Morgan. I think and another thing is even if he's not performing, it doesn't impact his decision making on the field, right? This exactly. whole season he has just I think one innings against KKR. And then directly in the final, uh, right? And then the hamstring saga and all those things. Right? It didn't feel like, okay, he's under any pressure or anything. That's one thing which is very critical. Yeah, and I think that's a very, that seems like a very obvious skill for a captain to have, but it's very rare. Because think about it, Rohit Sharma, the batsman, isn't living up to his potential and then he gets injured and then there is this whole situation going around with his selection for Australia and whatnot. Despite that, he's able to compartmentalize his own performance and the captaincy decisions. It's very rare to see that the stark difference between the two, where as a player, you're not really contributing to the level that you should, but as a captain, you're exceeding the expectations. And that's that's very rare, I feel like. And that's why I say that Owen Morgan may be an, exam- may be an exception because he by far may not be the best player in the squad when it comes to you know the English, English batting lineup. Sure, he makes significant contributions. But when it comes to leadership, I don't think there is any parallel there. So I think yeah, a, that's a very good point about Sharma is that he's able to compartmentalize that. Would you consider him better than Dhoni? At least, let's say, IPL-wise. IPL-wise, I mean, if you're going by the number of trophies, for sure. But when it comes to, you know, the kind of man-to-man management goes, I still give Dhoni a little bit of an upper hand. The reason for that is Mumbai, they have tons of resources available at their disposal. And... You know, they have a fairly young squad and they have always had a good mix of international experienced players and uncut gems. Every three or four IPL, you will see that they have a trump card up their sleeve, be it the Pumbra, yeah. be it the Pandya brothers, be it Mayank Markande. But with Dhoni's team, he at, at times, like especially for the past couple of years, he has had to lead a team which is not the most... Uh, athletic or you know the, the the youngest going around and still he has able to he has managed to you know extract the most out of them and that's the only reason why I would say that you know, Dhoni is probably a little bit better when it comes to that but I think yeah that's what like Dhoni likes to stick to his players so does Mumbai Indians they keep their core same it's just that the core of Chennai is uh, into late 30s whereas core of uh, Mumbai Indians is like late 20s or maybe early 30s so but yeah, I would say it's it's very close, right, to whether Sharma is better or Tuni is better. But yep. Sharma himself has won like six titles, five as captain, one as player. Yeah, and I think maybe it's it's because Dhoni was able to captain India at the national level for so long while doing that. So maybe, you know, even though the year, number of years might be almost similar, the number of games they have captained are different, right? So maybe, you know, as Sharma gets more experience on that front, maybe he'll evolve into a better captain than Dhoni. But at least for, for me personally right now, Dhoni seems to be a slightly better captain at this point. Yeah. I think yeah, that's that's fair enough. But forget the comparison of Dhoni and Sharma. Today's performance is definitely going to open the door for conversations about should Kohli still be leading the white ball team? Well, I don't think there is any comparison. Sharma is way too ahead. It's just that the stature of Kohli is so high 
and as a batsman i think kohli has a little bit of edge over sharma because kohli has proved himself in test as well sharma is just gotten into the team last year i mean he's been in and out and just last yeah. year as an opener he's trying to you know make a case but i think that's the same question that even rcb has right how can you leave out kohli like it doesn't make sense to them if he is not the captain is he going to perform that well also because if you look today rcb matches you you feel that oh they are not going to be that great but people just watch that team because kohli and ab de villiers are there they'll end up losing but we know that you're going to see a good show if these two guys are back yeah but from a management perspective if you are the owner of the team or if you have a stake in the team what matters at the end is trophies i mean it's a very crude way of defining someone's captaincy i know, i know yeah. that for sure because you can't just measure the legacy based on that but i mean how long of a run do you give a player rather a captain before you see some kind of results i mean sure he has gotten them to play off a couple of times i would say yeah trophies is for the outer world but i think it's a commercial piece that i don't think everybody sees it right if kohli is not leading that means rcb doesn't have a real face uh, but when it comes to india i don't think that matters uh, for india trophies is the real thing whether sharma right. wins it or kohli wins it it doesn't matter right so i mean the indian team can take a call for rcb it's going to be a bit difficult uh, you know whether they want to ask kohli to just step down if kohli steps down by himself i think that would be probably a much better deal than rcb sacking him i i mean it honestly i don't think that's ever going to happen exactly yeah i even i don't think so but yeah i mean like i i see your point that you know uh, at the end of the day ipl is a commercial machine and you know if if you want you know if you have star power of kohli in your team why not utilize it to mon- like you know to gain fo- fan following but yeah it, for for indian team it's a totally different scenario but again i feel like you know somehow doing that it's it's going to create too much of an imbalance in the power dynamics like not necessarily on the field but you know growing up when sachin used to lead the team and team never used to perform and then someone else food and the team performed there is to be news articles after articles about you know how this is all like dressing room politics is kind of impacting the on field performance i understand it's a very tricky situation but i i hope we don't see a repeat of that i i would say i mean kohli i would say is better captain than sachin but i think the luck factor third also sometimes plays a big role uh, and i think both rohit sharma and mumbai they i would say they do get lucky sometimes i, I mean I, i'm not taking away anything from them but i i do feel that you know let's say joint yadav coming in right he's just played maybe what one game i think earlier yep. but then bowls against shikhar dhawan shikhar dhawan in, in the previous match he has hit so many sixes or <laughs> but here he misses that and it goes on to the stump Uh, I mean it's all smart bowling I'm not saying anything but I still feel that there is luck factor right that also plays a big role That's the thing luck is definitely a factor of it but you have to make sure that you do everything you can to make that happen Yeah and th- that's where I feel like sometimes Kohli's decision making it seems very impulsive I think they are not getting the combination right they for last 10 years they have been struggling to build a team around Kohli and De Villiers change so many coaches but I think yeah it's just not working around But yeah. that's the thing. Not getting the combination right, maybe something that's acceptable for one IPL season, two, maybe three or four. But for seven, exactly eight, right. So it's not just Kohli, but it's also the management. Everybody is failing to find that bright spot or or that weak link, rather, or, you know, where they want to fill the gaps. And then after they spend money in auction, they also need to create an environment which I think 
Mumbai is the best team or the best, uh, you know, absolutely in terms of that. So that's that's one of the reason why they are so successful. And you think about that. Uh, DC, you know, these youngsters have been for like three years or so. It's only in last year and this year that they have started to show absolutely, uh, you know, their worth. So it yeah. kind of yeah, I, I agree with that. You know that the the kind of environment that you create is going to create a team for future. It might not work for a season or two in case like like in case of DC, but eventually it does. They finally got a place in the finals, which is a first for them. But this has happened over a period of years. But I think like with RCB, that that has been the trend that. I haven't seen that consistency with them. Sure, you have your ABD and your Kohli, but apart from that, it seems like every other player is replaceable to them, you know, and which I don't see with the more successful franchises, the CSKs, the Mumbai Indians, or even for that matter, KKR, I would say. Like, it doesn't seem to be that case. Sure, they have their core, but also overall, it seems like there is more of a culture of investing in people. Right, because if you look at it, RCB has had some amazing talents in the past. But yeah. the moment they leave, they have they've, they've been able to perform in some other teams much better. Quinton yeah. Dikok, for that example, KL Rahul, for that matter, Watson. Yeah. I mean, same player, right? And exactly. he, he's performing. He's performing in a team which is which is not really as dynamic as RCB probably. But still, that that goes to show you that you know it, it's not necessarily the player. But for some reason, all these top talents are not finding the right fit at RCB. And why is that exactly? Yeah, I think only RCB knows that answer. Or I would say even RCB doesn't know that answer. Exactly. Yeah. You never know. I think from today's match, I would like to talk about a year and punt. They played really oh. well at twenty-two for three. I think they played a very good counter-attack uh, innings. Uh, they built that partnership. Otherwise, I thought uh, the match is going to be over. Right? They 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 scored one thirty at the most. But to get close to 160, it was never going to be enough. But I think it was still something, you know, more respectable than a 130. Oh, absolutely! Considering the start they had, uh, I think Pant was the biggest surprising factor to me because I- I've seen Ayer play those kind of innings, and you know, sure he had a few. Uh, low-scoring games, but I never doubted that with with him. But with Pant, it was a big surprise because he kind of, you know, it seems like he he was being more responsible in that inning. Sure, when he got out, it was an unfortunate time to get out because that kind of derailed their, their inning. But to even to get to that fifty, I, I was very impressed by the way he played, and th- that's something that I would like to honestly see more from him, especially considering that you know he's the backup keeper uh, for the t- test squad at least. I was impressed by that. Yeah, it just brought some. So today's signing did bring some confidence. Rohit Sharma getting back in the Nick Pant showing some form, <laughs> right? So uh, that's. Uh, I would say like m- more of like. A sensible approach, like that. That was the piece about yeah. Pant's inning. That was yeah. He's always off balance, but I don't think that's ever going to change. Uh, I don't know even <laughs> if he reduces weight, that's going to help him or not. But uh, as long as he plays according to the situation, when to attack, when not exactly. to attack, I think those things matter a lot. One other thing that uh, I, I feel like worth mentioning was uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. His run out today. Oh, wow. See, that's the environment, right? People are ready to sacrifice. Uh, they are batting. There, there's so much security. Otherwise, who doesn't want to perform in a final and get all the accolades, right? But Surya Kumar said that obviously he was a set batsman. He needs to stay in there. Otherwise, if you have two new batsmen, then teams like uh, you know Delhi, if they bring back Rabada and he can knock over one or two more, and suddenly uh, it's a tight game. Oh, absolutely. And that that was a concern. Like even when Surya Kumar got out. 
that was a concern that you know if delhi manages to sneak in one more wicket it's going to be an open game but yeah i, I think I, i completely agree that the security is what made him comfortable enough to sacrifice his own wicket i think yeah he he felt that he's proven enough he doesn't need a finals knock i mean it, exactly. it would be a cherry on the cake but obviously he he was match aware he was self aware right who is the more important batsman so that's good and i think i don't know if you heard even after after the match in the in the post match uh, conference rohit sharma said that i think he should have sacrificed the life because surya has been the informed batsman oh absolutely right? i mean like looking at the form it made absolute sense that rohit sharma is the one who should have been out at that point yeah which you would never say right that rohit sharma should get out <laughs> exactly but i think yeah in the end it worked out for both uh, rohit sharma was all, all almost what around 50 ish right so he, yeah. so he was there i mean he got his nick back but i think that was a good moment i think those are the things that matter a lot when you're playing as a team all right i think we've covered the playoffs and this year's ipl it was a fantastic tournament and i think uh, credit also goes to the organizers and bcci it's very easy to say that they have all the power and all the resources in the world so it shouldn't be a surprise to make that happen but when you look back on it to the scale of the tournament no covid scares once the tournament started yeah which i feel i feel is a big achievement I think so. Yeah, once they got in that bubble and nobody was tested, uh, you know, positive. I think that's the hallmark of you know what uh, what it takes to organize a tournament successfully. It kind of outlines uh, uh, very well. Absolutely, yeah. And I think like we we covered uh, in one of our previous episodes the logistic of organizing a tournament like this. And I feel like in hindsight, I think BCCI made the right move, moving it out yeah. and also maintaining the pitches and the ground conditions. I think it was. it was a fairly successful tournament i would say yeah and maybe some credit to like uae government and uae uh, you know groundsmen and all those people as well i think they oh they, they, uh, absolutely I, i don't think it would have ever been possible without the support of the local uh, support team or you know local ground management so i think all in all like whoever was involved in the efforts i think it's a kudos to them yeah and it was good two months or what seven <laughs> I need for us to even talk about all these games and also it brought so much entertainment after a long period. Of- There's going to be a big void in our lives exciting up our IPL fantasy teams and what not but 10 more days right and then Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we we're going to get up for that and I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about uh, about the team selection for the Australia series and the games themselves. So, I think we are in for a really good next couple of months of cricket. With that, I think we are good to conclude the episode. We'll see you guys next week probably same time same place bye bye